I'ma let it be. They thought I was done, but really I ain't even stress it. I can't just look at all the dough I got invested. Two years and two billion dollar exits, and now your relevance ain't looking that impressive. So glad we ain't gotta chase relevance. And now I'd like to thank the dead presidents for not living forever, ever, forever, ever. For all of them that passed, I've been getting paid ever since. Be okay, still pay, still stacking it. We gon' stay, course side, that's accurate. We gon' take the White House and get back in it. They try to turn us into the villains like Colin Kaepernick. But it's okay, got them city needs saving. They'll fight back, but I'ma shock them like Raiden. I don't fold, I don't quit, and don't cave in. Your worst nightmare, Freddy Krueger, West Craven. So you you seen that J Cole drop? And yes, I was surprised at that. That, that, te- that shit was. Wait, go ahead. That text message or 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 comment? I don't know what it was. Is that the cover art? Yeah, that's fine. I, you the worst too, Maurice. I shared it with you. <laughs> like I shared it with you and you. It's like, well, what's this, nigga? A link. It's a link. That it didn't come in. From, like when you said that, it didn't come came. in the first time. Nah, so I'm like. Oh, talking okay. about, bro. I, I was like, this is fire. You was like, what's fire? I was like, that link right there, bro. But no, the that cover art, man, that slick almost kind of made me emotional. Like, that's some fire really? shit. Like, it, it, it get you a lump in your throat, bro, to think that as creatives, right? Mm-hmm. We out here, you put stuff up and you disagree about titles and, 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 and descriptions and shit like that. One person think this thing will work. One person think another thing will work. And this dude lists this beat under uh, J. Cole. J. Cole style. I would never do that. Like, I would be like, bro, that's so uncreative. Like, I oh, J. Cole would a, never way, be sitting bro. here listening. I didn't know that. I'd be that's rapping on these beats all the time. <laughs> I freestyle over this stuff all the time. Like, when I see that, I was like, oh, all right. It made me want to rap. But the thing was, though, like, I would have just never put that up there like J. Cole style beat and mm-hmm. me, silly me, like this nigga J. Cole actually comes across a J. Cole cross beat. He's sitting there on the internet surfing around. You never know who's looking is what yeah. I'm trying to say in a long short while. I remember I told that story about Oprah. The, the guy was doing a podcast, had like a hundred listeners, but Oprah was one of them. Mm-hmm. So as far as being a creator and seeing this and J. Cole took the time out to write this kid this long. I don't even know if he's, yeah, I think he was like 23, 24. Mm. Write this kid this long message and like, just be like, here, bro, here go these vocals. Like mm-hmm. one of the best rappers of this generation. Look at yeah. like, that's a creator's a dream, bro. Yeah. That's how that, that's how that shit struck me. That's dope. Another great rollout for J. Cole. Yeah. I mean, but J. Cole is that guy and, and we might have to start having a conversation of this Kendrick Cole thing. Uh, because I was watching a YouTube video It was very interesting Of like the guy kind of was talking about The advantage J. Cole has over Kendrick And most people are like What are you talking about Kendrick Lamar is better than him Clearly like it's this and that But it was a lot of little factors That kind of you know Work in his favor But I think something J. like Yeah in J. Cole's favor Because well the point The point dude was making was just like Like when Kendrick creates It's like you're looking through a window at artistry right. at an artist working when j cole creates it's like you're in the car with him 
like in the experience of what he's going through like you're connecting like almost as if uh you, you you're having a conversation with him you're connecting with what he's doing versus Ken- kendrick being so artistic in his his work it's more so like here's my art there you know there you have it you, you know do what you will with it that's a good point which would you rather be as a creator like j cole gives us that type of vibe like mm-hmm. he could just be out and a nigga just walk up to him and talk to him like it'd be like he'll listen and be engaged in the conversation and you will get this feeling as a fan and be like damn man he actually like a real approachable dude mm-hmm. versus like what you're saying with a kendrick lamar or drake mm-hmm. they're the same level of superstars as j cole all of them say but you couldn't imagine in my opinion approaching like drake right <laughs> could you it's it's a weirdly because i kind of can that's crazy but it's probably like because, I, even with everything that comes with him though like that, yeah. do you think that you would even be in a position to approach him now i that, guess that's so what i mean okay being you know in what i'm position, saying like you ain't gonna catch kendrick like nah, nah, nah even more of an example is like nipsey hustle nipsey hustle was good it's just like j cole is it felt like yeah i could just pull up on you and you were like me still you just happen mm-hmm. to make uh, some dope ass rap records and mm-hmm. you're recognized around the world versus a drake or a kendrick lamar like those niggas feel like superstars balls yeah. like yeah. they give you the michael jackson but they act that way too yeah i think j cole does a great job with doing shit like this where like mm-hmm. i ain't above you niggas like i just know how to rap bro and even he said it in this song like bro i just happen to know how to rap me and we go through the same i struggle for motivation just like you do Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff that he was alluding to in this song is perfect for someone my age or someone like just trying to build something. You you yeah. go through the same things. I thought that was fire. I and and as we get ready to intro here, I J. Cole career is an idea career for us, I feel like. Like as, as a podcast, like to like it, like if you were we were well known, like a Joe Budden level, we always refer to him, but mm-hmm. like we was like really well known in this space. It was like, yo, them them guys. When they come mm-hmm. out on Fridays, those are my joints. I rock with it, but we can just have that feel where people can touch us in the streets, you know, pause if it needs to be, but they can, they can, we are approachable. Like having that type of career where it's like, yo, I'm this big, I can p- perform at Madison Square Garden, or I can perform at a hole in a wall. I can have, I can charge people a dollar to see yeah. me. You know what I mean? I can throw a freestyle whenever I feel like it, whatever type of album I want to do, whatever type of clothes I want to, like, He's just in a full I feel like Kendrick and and Drake don't have that Drake has to constantly be consistent And being uh, out here And then Kendrick on the other end Has to keep excelling Like he can't just You know what I mean So I think Cole has It's more of a creative player Who? Something like that Like both of them I think that that, that What they What you're speaking to I feel like is a a aura That there's They create more J. Cole is just living in his space. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I, this is what I do. I'm here. I'm living in my space. Mm-hmm. But to the question, though, do you think for you, you would serve better being more popular, like people feeling like they couldn't approach you, or you would want that where people could approach you? And I'll tell you why I ask. Okay, well, I, 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 initially, you say you want people too, but it's like there is that slippery slope where, like, some people that don't <laughs> agree with you, then it's like, okay, this could be a thing too. So yeah. I think I still would say approach, approach, because I mean, I have no problem saying I'm wrong. I have no problem if you disagree, even if you get passionate. I guess even then, some people will go to, as far as hate, and that might be a challenge. You know, that they'll come spew hate, like. 
I know we've seen like those Martin Luther King biopics where it's like somebody's like, hey, Dr. King, and stabbed him. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, dang, bro, you know, yeah, that's crazy. Like, like they came. Media. Yeah. So, you know, but I still would say approachable. I, I mean, if if I had that's to move low key, I like whatever, like security, I would, but I, I think that I, I, I try to be for the people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just me. I don't know. That's why I, I thought, connect with I Cole so much. Thought, I thought that I had the same aura and persona. You, made me realize that that wasn't the case though you told me that you told me you told me this and then someone else said like well you kind of come off as i don't know if intimidating is the right word but not really approachable standoff i didn't know that i came off that way well you said it you think i come off as standoffish i don't know if that's the word i definitely don't think it's approachable though you definitely come off approachable (laughs) See, i always thought that i was approachable Maybe because you're, you see, you're probably looking you at your personality. Person, other people start telling, yeah. So your personality, so you're thinking is. if I, but the thing is, people have to approach before they get that part, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think just your natural demeanor. And I've heard this before too, which I was floored. I, my cousin told me this. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me, bro? Really? Like, Man, I'm mad goofy. And he was like, yeah, bro, you, if I didn't know you never heard you talk, I would never approach you. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I was surprised the same way when someone told me that. But that protects you in a little bit too, which is why I asked. Like it protects you, it filters out some bullshit like when mm-hmm. that you really don't want to deal with and people like are hesitant to come talk to you. But it also makes you miss out on some things too. Okay. So I just wondered how you take that. Okay. If you're new here, this is another week in the books, A W I T B for short. Uh, send us some emails at AWITB2022. Join in, tune into the show. We do this every week, man. Me and my guy Mo. Mo, what up? What up, though? To all the listeners out there, y'all ain't had Fridays as good since Fridays was as good, man. Straight up. Absolutely, man. It's another week in the books. Um, we do this thing every week, just elevating the conversations, progressing as well, conversations that black men have. Yes, and sir. this week, we always start well we of course started with a little bit of music but we started more well excuse me in the same place this week with the off deck questions which is a spinoff mm-hmm. from the on deck tv show that animal brown and myself do you guys can check that out every wednesday this week for off deck mo what did you have brother so y'all y'all were talking about uh y'all went back 10 years in time 2013 uh mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all always just amaze me. I'm, I'm still very much a fan. Like even though we work together, I'm, I'm very much still a fan. I just, I every, every time I hear y'all, I still be like, man, they so dope, you know. Uh, so yeah, you gotta excuse me sometimes. I'll be forgetting that we work together. I'm like, man, you know. But uh, yeah. So y'all talk. Well, stop right there for a second. That's, I appreciate that because I think people don't, they don't, they're not willing to say that a lot. Like yeah. people feel like, especially like you say, since you were listening for us and then you and I connecting and we're working together, most men would turn that into a competition. Oh man, I gotta make sure that now, mm-hmm. since I'm here, I gotta make sure. Like, and it really ain't that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hate that because yeah. it's not a competition and it's a collective. And I appreciate yeah. you saying that. That was, that was a real thing to say. But go yeah, ahead. Man. Yeah, man. I, so I, and, and it's it's good to be a fan of things like I, I think yeah. people maybe like oh you you know you dicky you know you you know it's like bro it's good we to be lose that as black men yeah man. we it's do and I'm like pawn to be fans that's why oh, I got dick right bro man. that's why we tell my wife about the soprano like she gets so she be just like in disgust anything I just anything soprano like she's so like I'm like babe I'm not into sports like that like get let me have this 
Let me have yeah, this, this okay? This is my I, thing. I, when I was in school, I wasn't in pep rallies. I wasn't into supporting the school. Like I wasn't into those stuff. I never really been into a lot of stuff. So I said, this is my thing. Yeah. Let me let me have this, you know. But uh, off I mean. deck, uh, my question to you, Spike, is what rapper that that you was really a fan of? Like you was like, yo, you was championing him. Mm-hmm. Fell off to the point of unbelief. Where even today, you might still scratch your head. Like, bro, I. I don't get it. How did this happen? How is this happening? I was a really big Mace fan. Ooh. It was slow enough for me as a Southerner to where, like, I, one of my biggest problems with East Coast music was how they rap. Mm-hmm. Mace rapped a little different. He had a little fat tongue, kind of yeah. like a droopy flow or whatever you may call it. Yeah, that's a good and one. And that Harlem world. And Harlem World was fire to me. Like I was fucking with that. One of the first New York albums that I was truly, truly fucking with. Um, and it was Maze, man. I even bought the second album, Double Up. Mm. I knew a couple songs off that. Like I went and got like I not even just bought Double Up. I went and got Double Up the day that it came out. Like, oh. I went in the store, paid full price. It was like nineteen ninety nine from like mm-hmm. Sam Goody or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was a big Maze fan, bro. And I, I just. <laughs> maybe maybe uh subconsciously is is my uh distaste towards pastors in church oh, <laughs> is, man, where it come from. is the church robbing me of one of my favorite rappers man so oh. maybe i ain't never even thought about that the that's deep <laughs> the church it's about the you. same thing yeah, church robbed me of mace, that's man. crazy what about you man I don't know if I've said it, but there's been a few rappers like because there's ones I, I, you know, I told you I, I dig into the digital crates, you know, on the mixtape sites back when it was really a thing. I really want to do a whole like thing about it. Like I want to do like a like if I could do YouTube and chop up clips and do things like on like, yo, these mixtapes creating like the build up the moments and how did it come? You know, how did they how did they make this? I would. But I just don't have the time. But uh, for me, it's B.O.B. Like, bro, like really? Yeah, bro. Like. So interesting. A, a friend's friend. That makes sense though. That's fits your personality one hundred percent. Yeah. So a friend's friend. It was a friend of mine. I met his friend, and his friend was really different. Into skateboarding, into other stuff. Black dude still. Yeah. But he was just into different stuff, parkour, and he introduced me. That was like one of the first people that kind of exposed me to other thing, other like type of black people. And I don't mean just like, you know, how we'd be like, oh, the white black guy, the Oreo, but like alternative black, people. alternative black, like that yeah. early Donald Glover's type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a like, little bit more black, but, you know, Mike from Dead End is like that. OK, so yes. Like yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, exactly like that. Just like that. Yeah. Just, I forgot about Mike. Just like that. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. So we was listening to B.O.B. and like this dude, he was singing. And then I'm like listening to him rap and i'm like who's that rapping like because this is still early in the phase of rapping and singing and i was like oh and he was like singing totally different like folk like something else i don't know so anyway i kept following him on the mixtape sites and then i really started and then that's when he was getting those andre comparisons because he did kind of sound like andre when he first came out then i was like dang this nigga's spitting he's singing and like that first album you know the adventures of bobby ray that was good the second album strange clouds that was good then he started doing these interviews, bro. And he started talking about, like, I want to be in the club. And when he did that, that was the biggest mistake of his career. He came out with that third you album. You think it was the club stuff? Because what, what happened I was... Think he, they Kyrie Irving him. They, they hit him with the Kyrie. Nah, the, but the music changed. 
like the yeah, all all like the more. flat the flat earth stuff, of course. But but the music yeah. changed. Like the music changed. Uh-huh. When he started saying he wanted to be in the club, he put out a mixtape called F 'em We Ball. It was a good mixtape, and that's when that yeah. I'm in my zone, I'm feeling it. Stop blowing and that when that song yeah. came out. So then and then after that, he started every time he was chasing that club. And he had that whistle song with two chains, and then he put out that underground luxury. And then after that, he just kept so, on doing like the. He just it seemed like he was just high more in interviews. He just had lackluster. Per, everything about him changed. Like he used to care. Like he was one of the people. I was like, man, he kind of care about certain things, but he don't care no more. He just fell all the way off for me, bro. Like. I still be in hopes and I just like, I always get let down. B.O.B. was talented. Bob was talented. Yeah, I know yeah. T.I. was hurt by that. What was it? Man. Beautiful girl. Yeah. That was, that was a smash right there. Bro, he had a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, I think the media's got him out of here. Like, in addition to what you saying, in I wouldn't want a big fan of the music, but it was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Once you start talking about flat earth and mm-hmm. alternative thinking, like mainstream media not going to champion you mm-hmm. at all. But I don't know if that's unfortunately or fortunately. But yeah. they got Bob up out of here, man. He had yeah. a pretty good following around um, Atlanta, too. What do you think about K-Camp? Is he one of those people for you? Did you ever fuck with him? So he came along, and you you get to the homework, but Sire the Kid, when he was going by the kid. Them two was working together, and K-Camp was new. K-Camp was cool to me, but he always felt inauthentic to me and k cap if you ever hear this podcast i don't mean that no disrespect because i love that comfortable joint i just it it never i I couldn't connect with what what who is he like basically like i i don't know who he is i feel like he got hits but i don't know who the guy is so i never really championed him but he had some but when he came up i was like okay he proved me wrong i like to be proved wrong with musicians i'm like all right you start to make me a fan that way so he he made his way but i never was a a huge fan of k camp but of course i was on the mixtape circuit so i follow Mm -hmm. him what about him now i was just wondering because i always hear people champion him Mm -hmm. and i'm like i never i never got it Mm -hmm. my cousin she listens to him all (laughs) all the time i'm like Mm -hmm. he's like where the but she swears that he's probably the most underrated in this category. She always talks about how he was supposed to be something he didn't turn into that. And I just never agree with it. So I wanted another opinion on it. That's how I feel I about Ace Hood. I didn't know if I was out the loop of it. Yeah, Ace Hood, one of those same. I, dudes, I, I right? definitely feel like that with him. But I, I got over it. I'm like, look, this is just his, this is calling. This is this is your lane. This is your, your success journey. So you got to be okay with that, too. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely right. Moving forward, moving yeah. forward into the rest of it. You know, we get into the relevant events, things mm-hmm. that are going on before we get into the theme of the show, which is money again. You know, yeah. More money, yeah. more problems. Money. We had to bring that back because we remix. didn't get finish like we wanted to last time. Absolutely. This is the remix. <laughs> before we get there, though, you had some thoughts about Meg and Tori's trial still. Yeah. What did you have there? It really wasn't about the trial because I know okay. this is this is running it, you know, running it into the ground at this yeah. point. I saw that's why I already even when I already had you check out that pod, I knew at that point it was way, you know, but just using there's a caveat. Okay. We know that he didn't testify on his behalf and people say for different reasons, but this is this is not really even about him just as a backdrop. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, how important is it to control your narrative as a black man versus somebody else controlling like because some people be like. I ain't, I don't have to speak. I let the people around me know me. They speak for me. Or some people mm-hmm. like, nah, I got to get in front of it. I got to let y'all know what time it is. So 
Mm. With, you know, you see where I'm going with this. I see where you're going with it. Uh, I think sometimes it can come off as thirsty is if you're trying to control your own narrative. And I thought, mm-hmm. I think even in this case, we saw that play out with both of the individuals. We, mm-hmm. we saw Meg go out there and try to control her own narrative with the mm-hmm. interview. And then it comes out, oh, she was lying. Mm-hmm. We saw Tori go out and try to control the own narrative uh, via social media or whatnot. And mm-hmm. comes to find out hitting the whole world against you. Mm-hmm. So I do think that if you're trying to control the narrative versus every day living towards who you actually are. Like I, I said this on, on deck or on here i'm not sure but i heard joe rogan talk about this joe rogan said it was uh he's like every time a story comes out about me or something like that he's like right i never respond to it i would never he, he was like i would never go do an interview or anything like that. he's like i have a platform mm-hmm. he's like people who listen to me and know me they already know that most of the stuff that you hear is bullshit anyway mm-hmm. and the rest of the people who are trying to find out guess what they're gonna come listen to me about it because i have a platform and i drop consistently enough to do so so what i would say to your question is if you have a environment where you're able to control the narrative then that's where the narrative should play out for you you shouldn't go chasing the headline trying to tell people you did or didn't do something Mm -hmm. it comes off as unauthentic Mm -hmm. however like i said if you have a cultivated place where you can talk freely you can get stuff off your chest and people aren't going to really judge you but really be there to hear your point of view or perspective i don't think controlling the narrative is important because you have people you have people's ear like trusting what you said you've built an established database for them to be able to check the stuff out but but we talking but you're talking from an ideal standpoint right so right. you you got a platform easy <laughs> see the mm-hmm. dog agrees but so yeah, you got a, a <laughs> you got a platform easy mm-hmm. come check us out you know you don't want you, right. you don't want the producers dancing all in your videos come to death row of course uh-huh. however if you don't have that the comment section or the email section or the dm section i guess for those that don't have a, this is my platform now right mm-hmm. so what do you say to the person that like let's just say it's family right it's like family right. and they're they're saying like they're saying like oh you're making money now i'm just making it coming off the hip you're making money now and mm-hmm. we feel that you, we deserve you should help us out if we're struggling we watched you when you was a little kid you was a little baby change your diapers and stuff like that and we feel like you should you know help us out a little bit since you're making money now then that narrative is now around a family where oh spike is selfish. is selfish now he's selfish with his money he he ain't forgot where he came from he don't care about the family like that don't know so then that becomes the narrative now you just leave right. it there or what do you absolutely I, mean? I absolutely leave it there let you let you, i'll let the people that thought that have that because mm-hmm. i genuinely feel if i genuinely wasn't that way and mm-hmm. i was providing for the people that i needed to provide to i'm not gonna fight in the streets or have conversations with a motherfucker who has that objective anyway like mm-hmm. if a motherfucker coming to me and be like man i helped raise you and this and that you owe me something well, i deserve this you already done box yourself out mm-hmm. versus someone who i i have appreciated the input that you've given me already in my life and i'm gonna make sure you good mm-hmm. i feel like if you are a stand-up or legit person people ain't gotta come asking you for a lot like if you making people come ask you for shit like that then they probably 
like what you just said. They're gonna have. They're gonna think that way. If you if you wait until somebody, be like, I'm, I'm gonna see if a nigga come ask me because somebody knows you, you need it. <laughs> but you give you too much credit, man. Like, cause you. What you mean? Well, cause you 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 all. I feel like you go by your merit, right? Because I do this. These are the projected reactions I'm going to get. But right. you, but things change and people get a little different when certain things come up. Where you'd be like, "Well, I've been this way. Why are you mm-hmm. starting to be this?" So I think sometimes I think. Cause remember, we had that conversation where you was like, "I'm more upset the fact that you think I would think be that. That, right." But it's like you have to take yourself out of your thinking and put yourself in somebody else's thinking. Like, okay, where are you getting this completely? So it. So if it's somebody you looked out for before, but all of a sudden they're playing a different tune, mm-hmm. I don't think it speaks to what you didn't do. You see what I'm saying? Because you're saying like that's I a great look- point. So yeah, I think and they, this even goes back like what you were saying. You think about stuff that we talked about before and use it and mm-hmm. furthermore conversations. If I'm surrounding myself by people who I feel are genuine, what you should be doing anyway. Like yeah. if, if it's people that they don't have that subconscious look at you anyway if they don't feel like you're selfish anyway if, if that ain't never been an issue for y'all and you come and they coming up to you and they're saying that mm-hmm. then you need to consider it because mm-hmm. why is that person around you if they can't be honest and real with you about how they're feeling mm-hmm. you ain't necessarily got to agree with it but what i was talking about with referencing another episode for me if that happens i'm gonna ask another question how did you get there because if we ain't <laughs> never had no issue and now you feeling that way I need to know how you got there because I'm assuming if that's somebody that I fuck with and is close to me that they don't feel like that they don't feel that I'm that type of person mm-hmm. they just feel like I'm acting that type of way mm-hmm. so if I'm acting a certain way people around me I should have people around me rather that are able to call me out on that I think that's where you get the bullshit with people like a Kanye West or you see these rappers saying this ridiculous shit is because they don't have people around them that can be like hey bro you tripping mm-hmm. or Bro, you, you're being selfish. Like I know what you made off of that, and this is what you give. Like this is this is how you breaking it off. Then you can respond to that if they being real and be like, "Yeah, that's how I'm breaking it off, and this is how I see it or look at it." You don't gotta agree, but I do think that you need the point of view of people who are close to you and around you, and you should have people around you whose point of view that you value. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody that fuck with me is coming and telling me that I'm being selfish, I need to consider that. Mm. Do that answer your question? Like I, I can't just write that off because I know well, I know I ain't a selfish nigga. Okay. Like I know that ain't me. Like well, that, I can't okay, be that that, okay, yeah, we go. Right? Cause that's 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 what I'm so yeah, you're hitting it on the nose. Because I was sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. like, if we do say, Oh, I don't have to say anything or consider anything, yeah. just w- whatever, basically. Do but that but was it's two that's different why things I was, too, though, yeah. right? If it's an outside nigga, if it's some nigga that I don't fuck with, no way, mm-hmm. and they're telling me that it's cool for you to think that I don't hey. do the flying fuck about you bro bro the pivot <laughs> but if it's a nigga that i do fuck with though mm-hmm. or that i thought that i fuck with i need to know the root of that i wouldn't just ignore it you right about that i ain't gonna just okay. go well, i know i ain't no selfish nigga so that can't okay. be nah we need to figure out what's going on because okay. you should be somebody that know me you should be somebody that know i don't operate like that and if i am if one of my outputs is going wrong i need to know like it need to be people around me that can call me out on that and be like hey bro you you tripping mm-hmm. and you need to be able to be like wait what Oh, okay and y'all can come to an understanding but like you said if it's an outside nigga like 
some random ass person that don't know you or one of those family members that think they know you ain't been around and put in the work with you mm-hmm. for lack of a better word they wouldn't with you shooting in the gym yeah like oh man wow changing your diapers that's cool bro what were you like expecting a payout or something from that later on in life is that why you was changing my diapers like, relax my nigga that's yeah i'm crazy. saying it don't work that way <laughs> yeah you're right though all right, yeah, all right. real all friends right. don't itemize favors i think your rapper yo your uh who said that Real, real. That was Starlito. Shout okay. out to Starlito. You shout you, out to Star. Starlito. Yeah, I know Star. Yeah, Star. Don Trip. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Real I never got don't itemize favors. Okay. Shouts out to him, mm-hmm. man. Um. All right. Uh, we just gonna say you never got in his music. I, I his voice. That his voice. Same, he, he, I know he, he would say that. Yeah, his bars. Yeah, he's always he's rapping, rapping. He's rapping, but it's it's just that voice. Yeah, it's got that. I just woke up in the morning like stretch. Yeah voice it's, it's Nashville talk yeah, yeah like, I, I just wouldn't that's exactly how it sounds bro like he just Flex, woke up started yeah. stretching and rapping like but he's cold with it though I ain't I, I like those that uh the brothers uh tapes with him and trip but he's a clever brother man yes he 100%. is yes he is uh but I do I, I to, to to put a bow on it I think yeah you kind of gauge the scenario when it's necessary to try to you know control your narrative because I know mm-hmm. for me sometimes I, I I've learned to actually i let a whole lot go but some some moments i i I haven't had them in a long time but some moments i do have to do that because like let's just say for example like like my mother my mom or something like if she's like you know oh you know you don't come around as much or oh you don't you know i don't even know i'm trying to come up with i'm trying to remember a recent scenario but like there was something where i had to actually instead of just letting it marinate and 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 be whatever you think it is i gotta actually say no what you think it is versus what it actually is you know what i'm saying i think that's a part of controlling your narrative too mm. so sometimes i think that a family member really wait 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 that's yeah. good that's yeah. a good stopping point right there so you think yeah. is it more important to you mm-hmm. to clarify what they're thinking or is it more important to you to understand why they were thinking that way which it's, one weighs out for you clarifying because you're gonna still really? think, yeah. Because you're gonna think what you want to think, but let me give you this first. Now, if whatever you take it from there, you've heard the truth. Now, if you still want to say like we've spoke before, oh, nah, mm-hmm. you just doing it because it. Okay, well that's fine. Whatever you take from there, See, but we- let let me have. If 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 you're running this this over and over, where it starts to affect your behavior, because every time I come around, you 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 believe this. All yeah. right, let me ha- let's have this conversation. Let me holler at you real quick. You know what I'm saying? Let me. Yeah, because you I think need- that speaks to our difference in personality. I'm more interested in understanding how the fuck did you get here? Like, what where did you? Yeah, it, it just matters to me. Like, it matters to me what pe- not what people think, per se, because I could care less in that yeah, sense. But the process, the method of thinking for you to get here and mm-hmm. and on top of that, feel like that you could come to me with it. You've gotten the confidence up to feel like that you were right enough to be like, I'm going to call you out on it. How the fuck did you get there? Mm-hmm. That's way more important to me than explaining myself. It's interesting. Uh, you see, I don't have the bandwidth mentally to to hold on to <laughs> your process. <laughs> That's the difference. Like you're an information guy. That's so you, you see what I'm saying? Because you, you're an information guy. So yeah. you 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 can you can collect a lot of data, which I'm realizing. Like you collect a lot of data because you you know a lot yeah. of things. So you have room for I under I need to understand how did you get to that. I have a lot yeah. of moments like that, but there's a lot of moments that I'm like You're just like, let me tell you what this is. And then, and most times I I'll, I'll start off like, okay, so where are you coming from with this? 
Like mm-hmm. more so Why do you feel this way Right The why of you feeling this way More so than How did you get here Maybe yeah. they'll tell the how within it But I'm like okay Before I jump out here Why Yeah Alright Now let me explain Where the wires are crossed But the reason I'm explaining Is because I need to know that I gave you What you didn't have before That's it And that's your perspective of That's it. like that, What you get yeah, Feeling them in On why Well yeah because it's not I, don't, I hate to call it perspective because i think a lot of times it's facts but people put their own spin on it like they make their own perspective off of it so let me give people you have the, their own realities yeah, yeah they have I their own reality so it's like i hate to call it my perspective because that's almost like i i need to disregard your perspective so you can see why I'm, my perspective and i don't care to do that mm-hmm. i more so care like okay if it's incorrect information let me tell you the facts of why I'm doing this or where I started being this way. You know what I mean? Versus just give me, well, this is how I felt. This is where I thought. You know, I'm more so want to fill in the blank of the facts that are missing. Yeah. That's what I mean by controlling the narrative. I like, look for understanding. I'm I'm trying to understand like mm-hmm. what where, what, how, you know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. that's more way more important to me. But I do okay. understand it. I think that's a mm-hmm. good that was a good thought process right there good conversation yeah let me ask you this yes i was on my mind so let's say your annual salary this is entrepreneurship money since we're talking about this let's say you made one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year your job all right let's say that and my job your year's salary doing something that you you wasn't mad you had the skill set to do it ain't necessarily what you love to do but you got the skill set to do it Mm-hmm. Could you discipline yourself one to save eighty grand in a year, live off just a hundred thousand, and two, would you take that eighty thousand and try to create your own business, work for yourself, or would you be comfortable with a corporate job making that much per year? Now let me let me ask you, which one you think I would say? Because I I I know you probably already have the idea, so I just want to see what which one you think I would say. I think that you would try and save the eighty and do your own thing, right? Yeah. But what would your and wife? And I ain't say? saying that to be in a smart way. I'm just thinking. I know you thinking. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like right. me and so her the, together, in a, in a, in a, she <laughs> would say yeah too. Yeah, because we, us together we don't make a hundred grand. So it's like, and, and that, so okay, that's my thought process though. Yeah. Like that I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Well, not that y'all are together, but I'm glad that you said that you knew probably where I was coming from and was thinking with this. Because my question to you, and I think the what we explore here is, you will walk away from the most money that you've ever made in your life mm-hmm. to try, just yeah. to try what? Yeah. Like, what sure. would be your passion? What would what would that business be? What would the business be? Yeah. Do you know? Uh. I don't know mm. exactly, but you do. But you're sure that you know you would walk away from a cushy corporate job to do your own thing, even though you said mm. that your wife and yourself haven't seen that type of money. Even mm. though you would probably, like you said, like I'm saying, the skill set is there, so it's not a case where you would lose that job. Mm-hmm. You would trade that in for what? What you so, trading that security so in? Just being, especially in this- with a family. Okay, so just being in this digital space, I I don't have okay. again I don't have the exact frame for it because I could be tapping a new territory that would take time to develop and maybe have some conversations with people in this space. But somewhere in this podcast digital 
marketing film you feel like if you put eighty thousand towards podcasts and you can make it work oh yeah absolutely because I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna start hiring people like i'm not gonna try to do this on my own now i'm going to leverage okay i can pay you this this is your side gig so i'm gonna pay you this amount and then eventually as this grows i can pull you off your job as well so my whole thinking is the reason i can walk away is because if my job doesn't fulfill like this is so underrated what if you bro? didn't hate your job though like what if it was just you're good at it it's i'm, just I'm like, doing i'm doing it now. i'm working somewhere though okay I'm doing, yeah i do that but now. you don't make one hundred and eighty thousand though yeah but the, like but if you the, made one hundred and eighty thousand doing what you do now mm-hmm. yeah, but 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 you gotta remember too it's like yeah but how much of my life am i'm giving away for this i give eight i give 40 hours every week let's say 40 to 50 hours 60 hours over whatever like i I give this much of my time so again it's that time thing for me that's more important so why get this type of bag but be okay with what you're doing and then try to create time after the 80 versus let me actually do what i like to do so the the so when i get up and work my business that i like doing now i'm right. getting more value out of life because i like what i do for work and i like my life outside of work to me that's, that's more valuable man. that's way more valuable to me people so, actually do what they love bro like I, I when i see people like that i just smile dude i'm like wow you love what you do like i talked to uh my wife's well he'd be like my father-in-law and right. he's he manages a hotel but he loves this like he was genuine, he in hospitality before is it something he just yeah he said he just him? yeah he said he he always wanted to do this and he worked his way up and he really likes this and i would i just listened to him talk about it and i just smiled like wow it's so foreign sometimes to to meet people that are actually doing what they love to do that's okay so you don't think that the money could make you love what you do and here's why I'm hampering honing because you said uh-huh. some interesting things there, right? Mm-hmm. You said, of course, you're making that type of money. You're going to be working more than 40 hours a week. Yeah, You probably are going to be working 50 to 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. However, do you think that you would have the same appetite to do stuff on the side? Like, like would you even want to steal podcasts? Would you even mm-hmm. want to do things that you think you need time for if you're making the money that you want in a job that you're clearly cool with mm-hmm. now instead of doing stuff on like trying to figure a podcast and that i can just fucking go to a, a bob concert just randomly in atlanta because i make a hundred thousand hundred eighty thousand dollars a year or i can just take my wife over here to la and mm-hmm. we can chill for a week or two in this airbnb because i make good money and i don't have to worry about some side hustle or have to worry about building some business mm-hmm. i'm good i'm good at my job i make good money mm-hmm why isn't that a destination for black men it's my question it, it, it can't it because be. it's, you feel like you're owned in like a corporate structure or something like what like 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 you're saying if i work this job i feel like i'm owned like they own me. yeah because from my observation you didn't even really consider mm-hmm. the 80 the 180 okay however you did say that it's more money than you've ever made in your life yeah, yeah. who's to say that your life circles don't change the people that you meet mm-hmm. making that type of money don't change mm-hmm. and you are happy not necessarily with the job the job is okay but the money and the things that that salary has afforded you mm-hmm. you would give that up to bust your ass to do your own thing it, it, <laughs> 
See the good question, right? <laughs> it's a great question, and I, I want to throw back throw the question back your way. But okay, I think the challenge for me is it's not that like that I'm, I feel owned or, or anything like that. Which I mean, it is what it is. But it's just the idea that I'm okay with this, but eventually I'm going to be burned out doing this because I don't love it like mm. anything else in our life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's like. And this is gonna go deep here, right? So, when you're when you're married, and you're committed to that, to me, that is about the most bandwidth that I have to commit to this level. So, having a job that causes me to have to do fifty to sixty hours on top of my commitment mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. is just not realistic. Now, however, I understand there's a commitment taking this. I have to say, what do you think a business is going to take? Uh, it, you're right. It does take that too. However, that again, it's a, I'm getting more quality out of life because it's what I love doing. I literally, we're, we've been looking at homes and I talked to a realtor. He was in corporate yeah. America and he said, he said, man, I was making good money. I was working at the top corporate America, everything. But he said it was a soulless job <laughs> he said that and he said this is why I'm into this I love homes I love helping people and this is what he does and he enjoys this it never gets old that's the feeling I want to have out of work it never gets old no job if it's not that my passion will ever right. provide that never gets old feeling you know what I mean so that's, yeah, that's so but but I can't wait to hear where you come from because I know we talked about this with the Steve Harvey kind of alluded to this a little ah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so what about you? What What do you do? Because I'm not numb enough, Spike. That's the problem. I what do you mean numb enough? I can't, and I, I'm not trying to overtalk, but I can't. I think it takes a certain numbing to do that. Like even I look at our older family and generations that work at like I worked at Walmart distribution for 40 years, and I worked at this for. I don't have the <laughs> numbness, bro. I'm, I I can't be numb that long, to, even with a family. Even with a family, because that's just not how I'm built. See, I think mine is different because I don't I don't have a wife and kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I had a a wife and kids, I probably would take the corporate job. Okay. Uh, it's just it's hard to turn down stability, especially when. I know what it takes like it takes a lot to run a small business like a lot like that that's a 24-hour job but again it's something that you love to do like if it's something that you love to do then it it don't seem like a 24-hour job but if you're running your own company like you always on call if there's a problem you got to be the one to fix it it ain't no really delegating shit like you have to be there for everything to make sure that the inputs are right eventually you'll be able to be more hands-off but getting Mm -hmm. it started is what Mm -hmm. we're talking about like starting up a company or a business and transitioning from corporate America to something that you quote unquote love to do man that would be hard for me if I had a family especially Mm -hmm. making that type of money Mm -hmm. because if you're exposed to the lifestyle that $180,000 is not rich you you, by no means rich but you live you're well yeah you live off you you well off high middle class a high middle class lifestyle is completely different from what most people are understanding or accept know of like we know check to check 
low middle low to middle class mm-hmm. the high middle class i ain't never i didn't really experience that yeah no, no. Uh, so with that being said i think that it's instilled in our heads to what you're saying that oh man i gotta do a hustle and get my own thing mm-hmm. and we don't think that we can love corporate jobs or do you think it may be because of how we're treated in corporate america too and that's a whole nother conversation because <laughs> you can't really get comfortable as you want to as mm-hmm. a black man in corporate america even though you're making that type of money so that mm-hmm. that is a that plays a factor into it that i'm not really weighing right now mm-hmm. but when we're just talking about the money and the time i may take that job because of what i've said about kids and what i've said about well, i don't know though Okay, because so if you take this job, if I can go ahead, and let's say it started off cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is cool. I can manage this. You get about five years in. Okay. You've seen some people leave, some people come in. You've gone through the process again, training people, going through the whole thing. You're going through the Christmas parties, all of the, you know, all of the corporate. You get 10 years in. Now your duties have kind of grown a little bit. You're still kind of making the same amount. My salary ought to be grown too. I mean, this, but but okay, let's just say the salary grows, right? I'm making two fifty now, something like that. Okay, that's not jump that much, brother. Five 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 <laughs> to ten. You jumping I mean, way out Like you, oh, you earned another what yeah. seventy thousand? Seventy grand, man. I've been putting in work, boy. But let's just say, like you, million now. man. So you get ten years in, your duties have grown. You've got a raise, so you go from one eighty to one ninety. Let's just say one eighty to one ninety. You make another ten thousand a year. You get 20 years down. Now you're making, let's say, 215. So you're, you're growing, but now the duties are becoming more and more. You're starting to not like the job as much, but you keep tolerating and you get up every day. You, 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 I, I'll answer your question. If it's getting that deep in, I would have been to quit. I wouldn't, that wouldn't be a career thing, but See, I wouldn't that's what do I'm it saying. in one year. Yeah, it wouldn't be a one year oh, no, thing. Not a one year. I would. I would take that salary in, build a 401k up if I had a family for at least five to seven years and have a comfortable nest egg to fall into. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't even then have to be a business that I love. It would just be a business that's generating enough money for me to be able to retire. Like it wouldn't mm-hmm. even have to be anything that I love yeah. if I was able to apply that salary, what I saved, and then just start my store or a fucking car wash, whatever, vending machines, however yeah. I bought a barbershop. Yeah. I would do that on the side, yes, and then graduate into it. I wouldn't plan on being there for 20 years, no, to answer your question. But okay. my main concern would be my kid. Mm-hmm. How much time am I able to spend with my kids? That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons that I don't have kids right now because I still have, feel like I still have a lot of work to do mm-hmm. as far as just establishing myself. So mm-hmm. one of the biggest factors for me is mm-hmm. how active can I be in my kids life because I miss that and I mm-hmm. want that to be 100% different well let me ask you a question my, I'm oh, sorry go ahead I'm sorry. no I was just saying I, I just want to be there the games the plays the spelling bees like I'm going to be the helicopter dad but how well are you of an adjuster as a grown man meaning adjusting when, when things come like when your duties change or let's say you and your girl like okay she might be down for a little bit. You got to pick up the responsibilities now. You got to yeah. do a little more around the house, do a little more work and a little bit more. How, and that's just one example. But our family, mm-hmm. like, okay, mom's doing this. I need to, I might have to bring her in. She got to stay with us. Or, <clears throat> or the job situation changed. How well are you of an adjuster? Because I think. That's a good question. For me, yeah. I'm yeah. good at if you can tell me what it is you need done. Because I'm good in a structured environment. I'm good at like, okay, okay this I know okay. this needs to be done. But if I gotta be like, 
if I gotta be the motherfucker that thought of all this needs to, oh, yeah, you should have put these curtains up or you should have cleaned out the garage because it's like, nah. But if you had been like, all right, clean the garage, put these curtains up, make sure this right, then boom, I'm gonna make sure all of that's done. Mm-hmm. But the moment you like, well, be proactive and yeah. do this, that, and the third, I ain't great at that. Okay, because that that's what I was gonna ask because being okay. So how well are you an adjuster when you throw on curveballs? I'm fairly decent at that curve, boss. Okay. Because I, I'm always thinking, like you said, like there's always okay. the possibility for something mm-hmm. to go wrong and change. So I'll, I say that to say, if you're decent at handling curveballs, you will be fine. Mm. The reason that is because you're gonna get, you're gonna go from decent to good, and from good to mm. great, because that's what a child does. But if you're trash, then I say you probably want to start trying to deal with curveball. But because there's never and and it makes sense when you say I'm used to dealing with structural things like if it's got to do this, that, that. But if you're if you can handle, see, I used to really be bad at curveballs It throw everything. Oh, oh, what I'm going to do, man, my whole day, bro. Like I used to be super bad with. Yeah, bro. Like young. I can see you because I'm like, if I bro, because I'm like, if I do this. It equals this. If I do that, it equals that. Yeah. And that's not how life works. Life gonna life, yeah, as we said last man. week. So but that's you, one of the things to cut you out really quick. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the things I wish someone had told me when I was boy, boy. But the curveballs is, is coming. That's life. Dealing with like nothing is gonna work out like you fucking think it is. Yeah. So dealing with the curveballs mm-hmm. is how you deal with life. Yeah. But my bad. So that that so ultimately that's the concept with with a child. That it's mm-hmm. gonna it's going to be what it's going to be, but if you know that I, no matter what, I'm going to be there. Mm. I don't know what I, I have. have. You can provide the presence. Yes, I'm going to be yeah. there. I don't know how I'm going to do it at this moment, but when that moment comes, I'm going to be there. And that that is ultimately because there was the process from zero to the nine month or however long the term, there's growth that is happening in you. And then when the moment the child is born, and you look at that son or that daughter in their eyes, it's something that's gonna come out of you that you 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 may or may not have known existed. I know I didn't know exist. I got that's what made me become a, a real protector. Cause I've always been passive, like I probably ain't gonna fight you. You you really gotta make me mad to get defensive and protective. Mm-hmm. But once she was born, something in me came out in that moment of holding her little head, and it made me grow into something totally different that I didn't know was in me. And I didn't see this from anywhere. I, it just came out of me. So I think that'll be the same experience. But I, again, you know, you, whenever you, you feel the suit, but if you can handle curveballs, you'll be fine, bro. Straight up. Makes sense. Is fatherhood the most difficult thing that you went through as an adult? No. Or marriage? Marriage. Marriages. Yep. Yeah. Because. Thank you. Yeah. I know. You. And Animal Brown, only two people I know that are married. Jeff not married? Everybody I know. No. If he is, I didn't know about it. Big Jeff, <laughs> Big Jeff like a spy though. So if he he listening to this and he gonna bust out that Big Jeff a spy. Like it's like we have a group chat. Like his name in the group chat is Chat Town Jeff because for the longest we thought he lived in Chattanooga. And was wow. driving to Nashville two hours away. <laughs> well, not thought. We the, the the joke was that he may live in Chattanooga and we wouldn't even know it. Wow. That's how that Jeff is a spy slash ninja. So he may Super be married. I'm not sure. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Ask tight. him next time you talk. Yeah, we to definitely him. got I got questions. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. He gonna laugh. He definitely gonna laugh when you hear this. 
But yeah, it, it seems like that, man. Marriage it seems yeah. like it's really difficult. I don't it, know that many people that are married, man. Yeah, it. That's it, family it, included, like friends, mm-hmm. family. You, yeah. I just met you this year and yeah. uh, last year, and Chris Animal Brown, like mm-hmm. him and his wife, been married for about five, six years. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other friends that are married though. I don't yeah. have any other family. My mom married ten years ago, yeah. so my mom, you, and Animal Brown are the people I know that are married. Yeah, yeah. I got a friend. Well, my cousin, he is. Um, we got a few people around us that are. We got a few people, uh, but yeah, it's it. It's so much. It's it's so many factors, and maybe I don't know where you'll be at, but maybe I'm. This is another one of my prayers here that maybe you'll be able to talk about just the male side of just making that. Well, we've talked about commitment, but like, well, maybe we don't. But I I just say that to say there's it, you go through phases, and you mm-hmm. imagine if you go through. Sp- Spike Lou goes through certain phases from a grown man. You look at yourself at 21. Can you do something for me? Then you look at yourself at 26, right? Then you're like, man, I've grown so much. I can't believe I did that. Then you look at yourself at 32. So you keep, and then you keep, so you see these phases and you're like, man, I'm growing. So imagine that double time. You're growing as an individual, then you're, you're growing as a unit. And then sometimes they don't always align. So then you have to figure out how to, uh, I about to say collaborate, but I forgot what the word is. But like how you, when stuff is out of whack, you calibrate. You got to figure out how calibrate. you how that calibrates, and then from that point you keep going as you. So it's that's the challenge. I think the big, the hardest thing, like as an adult, is that the growth from the individual Seems standpoint hard. and as a new unit. Yeah, but life is hard. Life is hard though. <laughs> ain't no, nothing is nothing adding is another easy. hard thing ain't gonna make it easy. Yeah, but 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 it had but it has its benefits though. That's it's not like it's, it's all sure that it with does. nothing else, you know. Sure it does. Yeah. Uh, you just weigh it out. But what about you? What's the what's the the hardest thing that you've dealt with as an adult? Uh I got a picking up, picking up and leaving my hometown. <laughs> that was hard. It was hard coming down here, like. When I first got down to Atlanta, I didn't have a job. I basically was on a whim. Like, I'm tired of Nashville. I know I need to do something different. I don't Mm -hmm. know what I need to do different. Maybe if I move to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Uh, I moved down here. Took forever to find a job. The economy was... We moved down here, like, right around the recession. Mm -hmm. Recession was 08. 2010 mm-hmm. when i moved here you still feeling like the remnants of it people weren't hiring and shit mm-hmm. um, i had to take a retail job and just mm-hmm. i didn't realize how much i appreciated being around my family yeah, being around my friends having just having like people having somewhere to go yeah if um you had a fucked up day or you just want to chill somebody to be around that you know mm-hmm. you know that you can kick the shit with you can your your friend friends that you yeah, know like yeah. it ain't gonna be like if you feel like you don't want to talk mm-hmm. and you pull up and you just just silent and y'all just what fucking watching tv or smoking mm-hmm. or what drink or whatever y'all do yeah. those type of people because when i came here i didn't have anybody like that yeah. of course animal brown and i are cool but we we're we're good friends actually but it's just we we have totally different personalities okay and that really came to fruition when we came down here as far as just hanging out and being with yeah. each other. <laughs> that's real <laughs> but yeah just being around each other the more you see that uh, yeah. not in a bad way at all though yeah. like i i respect the man that chris has grown to be because it's a lot different yeah. for both of us when we came down here yeah but uh 
that actually was difficult man that would actually that was the hardest shit that i had to go through just reestablishing myself mm-hmm. meeting new friends getting comfortable being in different places where you didn't know anybody yeah. uh even like in nashville not even speaking to immediate friends but i was i knew people and was known like i just go out like i didn't have to go to clubs with people or go anywhere with people but there was gonna be somebody there that i knew mm-hmm. like it's just how the city was and just as long as we had been outside we just know random people like i still running them to them today and you go home like hey my boy you don't even know their name but really i've been knowing them and being out for 20 years absolutely so many people and faces that you know so just that you don't take into account when you're moving to another city i just how that ain't even the same like you don't know the good spots to get the good soul food bro you know what i'm saying you don't know the good spots to get the hook up at at these places Mm -hmm. so just living through that for um 10 years to 2010 to to now just that has that was definitely the most difficult thing of course it got easier i started meeting people it's not like it is was before but that shit was fucking hard I gotta, yeah, I gotta re, I gotta renege. Um, okay, I'm gonna actually say, and I ain't gonna go deep. But it's not two. marriage. No, that's number two. That's number two. Okay, because I thought God, about man, it. But, but the, 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 the second, the when I got that, when I got that second DUI, that was like the hardest time of my life, bro. That was the hardest. I, I kind of talked about it a little bit on the previous episode. Y'all can check that out. But that was the hardest time, bro. Like they take your license, you can't get around. Yeah, bro. Like. I totaled my car. Insurance sky high. Bro, it, it was a real dark time. Like, I still think about it. I, I've just now been able to heal from it, honestly. I've actually wrote a rhyme. Uh, well, we I wrote a rhyme over God did, so I, I just had to get it off. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, that, that's number one. That was the hardest time because the, the, the extremeness of it. And there, it was it was rough. So, but that'll be something was I could go more. That the time that you were leaving from with your homeboys, or was that another time? Yep, that was the time when I left with my homeboy. homeboy. Yeah, what happened yeah. the first time? If you the, first, the first time I got pulled over, like I was leaving. It was a sister from my brotherhood, sisterhood from college. I was hanging over there, and me and her just broke up. And you was in a frat? Well, like a brotherhood. I told. Remember, I spoke about it. It's like I was like in a brotherhood where it's like I call it the great value version of, of a fraternity, basically. <laughs> we still we had to go through 40 days you know hazing we had to do all that like man, man. yeah we had to you know we had to we had to go through some rough things bro like really i heard I, I don't subscribe to that man. i heard i know, I know you don't podcast man i do not subscribe to group thing like he i thought i was the weirdo but he said the exact same thing of how i felt like any fraternities sorority yeah. i know some more sorority for women but anything mm-hmm. like like I, I i went to the freemason meetings and they mm-hmm. started to like bro i'm not doing none of this mm-hmm. ain't no hazing i'm not now with mm-hmm. any of that bro so like it's just, but but it but but what it taught us because it wasn't it wasn't like super sacred but yeah it taught us like it really taught me some some like real brotherhood like the stuff we went through like we don't even some yeah. of us don't even talk now but when we see each other we doing it we doing our brotherhood shake and we're just like bro like i caught you off a bridge bro like you know what i mean so it's just like it'd be certain things where it's like bro you remember that like so it taught me something because i Y'all jumped off a bridge into another person's hands so it wasn't really it was like a, it was like a short ledge it was connected up on the bridge it wasn't literally the bridge but it was like lower down but it was high enough to be scared to fall and so you get up there you cross your arms all of us is down there with our arms crossed so we create a bridge for them to land in and so do you trust your brother you trust your brother 
And by that point, I wouldn't what we, trust it, y'all, brothers. See, but, <laughs> see, but that's but that's what I'm saying. You had to go through that. You had to go through extreme things with one another. Like it taught me something I never felt before, bro. Like I, because I always been like a dolo person. Like before that, like I was super dolo. But then when we did that, and like I, I'm scared of heights. So when they say you trust your brother, I, you're supposed to keep your arms crossed and land. But I opened my arms and elbowed one of my brothers in the nose, and his nose was bleeding. And he's like, you don't trust your brother. You don't trust your brother. I said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, get back up here. I was like, dang. You had to do it again. I had to do oh, it again. Wow. Yeah, but but man, bro, it was it was that's, a that's it was a about. special special time. I'll talk a little bit more about that in our next week episode of college. And we are doing a college yeah. next week, so uh, you know. But yeah, um, well, yeah, that's the hardest yeah, thing for sure. Um, interesting, man. Yeah. Let's get into our, our theme. So we're going back to the money. Uh this is the remix episode. And we touch up on a few things here that we just kind of didn't get to last week. So the first thing, Spike, I want to ask, why is it glorified so much? Like everything in this and maybe it's just this country, I don't know. But why is money glorified so much over everything else? People look at money as if uh, an opportunity provider, right? Like people know that money can take you from one class to another class, and they know that that class, the things that it comes with, the shit that you see on Instagram, the shit that you want to buy. So it is glorified in that because everybody wants it. Everybody thinks that it's the answer to their problems, their prayers. Like if I get money, then this will be okay, and this will be all right, and this will be all right. And also people look at you if you've earned if you found a way to earn a lot of money they think that you are valued like well, you must have done something's right like you earned this much money like wow you made that much money like that's fascinating to people like look at Jeff Bezos or fucking uh, what's that boy now Elon Musk mm-hmm. like the people fascinated by them because of how much money they've earned like I don't know what else they really add to bring it to the table which is mm-hmm. we've earned this much money mm-hmm. so i think the glorification comes from us having a lack of resources of it like we look at money as this 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 ultimate end all be all that can fix all of our problems because of the lack of it that we had but money is just a tool mm-hmm. to get you more comfortable a tool to comfortability is what i look at money as mm-hmm. you, right. what about you why do you think it's glorified so it kind of goes into the next part, but I think that I kind of like what you said. It kind of got my mind spinning here because you. What you mean? The the equation or the equating rather of money equating it to a skill set. So skill set equating to importance, importance equating to value. So because you make this amount what do you do oh you do this right as an yeah, adult so, so now because now you always it. wonder yeah. that people always asking you that that's mm-hmm. the number one question in adult talk oh, what do you do i wonder what he does i wonder mm-hmm. what she does yeah basically you see them drive up in a nice car they dress well mm-hmm. got that you look on their instagram it's all name brand i wonder what they do oh man mm-hmm. they're in tech i want to get in tech yeah. you don't even know nothing about tech <laughs> bro Bro, I, I heard something on the on the shout out to the Mallory Bros, man. They they be cooking over there, but I heard some sidebar, but like some so funny. He's like, man, these dudes be on Instagram, and they be having these clips with the microphone, and they be acting like it's it's a short from their podcast, 
and they don't be talking to nobody, <laughs> bro. <laughs> they be looking somewhere, but they're not talking to anybody. They just act like it's a part of a podcast, bro. That. that had me. I saw dying. a dude promoting it that way. He was doing. Yeah, he was like, that's how he make content. Yeah, he like act like he doing a podcast, do the whole thing, <laughs> post like five, six times a week. I definitely seen that as a strategy because yeah. it popped up on my IG feed. That's, that's hilarious. hilarious, bro. But anyway, uh, but yeah, you got my mind rolling there. I kind of, I, I think I agree with you. Now that this is gonna be a real interesting conversation because I had a different kind of stance before that, but now that you say that, okay, well, does that tie into hip hop? Why we? A majority of the content higher than lower when it comes to hip hop mm-hmm. that is the the majority of things we talk about does it are 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 artists using that to say i'm better than you facts that's the whole i think we probably would blame jay-z for making it really as popular as it is today you think yeah i really? sold this i made this much money of course nigga yeah. i'm over nigga like what, okay. what are you talking about yeah your little bars and shit is fine mm-hmm. like with with Nas, what are you trying to kick knowledge nigga i'm getting mm. this money over here like that's that's the the persona <laughs> that jay-z had <laughs> and uh niggas ran with it after that i yeah. feel like of course before then people were talking about money bling bling and all this different other shit yeah. that you have but i yeah in hip-hop you show your importance by I got this much money. Like, look at what people wear. Like, look at the stupid shit people wear nowadays just because it's designer. Mm. Like, I seen the la- I seen little baby yesterday. Well, just today in France with some shit all over his face, like some mask. Mm-hmm. And then I seen Fusion in the video where in the club. This nigga had like a ginormous hat on with like his face covered up. And I'm like, bro, like these mm-hmm. niggas make all you make all of this money mm-hmm. to cover your face up. <laughs> when you out yeah. in public and like wear stupid outfits like it's yeah. just weird to me but yeah in hip-hop i'm 100 the money thing is to show that i'm and better than you i'm more important more people feel what i'm saying more people bought my album look at this house i was able to buy mm-hmm. like people really like when you get on your knowledge shit and that being the thing mm-hmm. that you would be portraying like nah it's like niggas will make fun of you yeah, like, niggas make fun of Talib Kweli and Nas. And, you know you, what I'm saying niggas that are trying to quote unquote kick knowledge, like J Cole. Too. Yeah, do you think money is the new? You can't whoop me though. Nah, nah. You don't nah. think so? I feel like it is because it's still lame niggas with money. Then people like they still can come off as lame. Like it ain't no. I, there's still some credibility with society where a nigga can be like, man, you, you're still lame as fuck. Like, you still see it online some places. You still see people getting it off. Like, it's lame motherfuckers with money, too. And they call it out for that shit a lot. Right. Like, you got anybody in, 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 that comes to mind? Because I almost feel like mm-hmm. the only problem with them is they need a ghost responder. They don't know how to mm-hmm. respond. Like, if they find a way to say, Okay, but how much money you make, or like something in a in a, a a cool way that's not lame? Mm-hmm. I still feel like that would you know again that's the you can't whoop me though. Like I feel like I'm it's, getting them chicks. You know, some kind of way like somebody needs because to me that is that like like when you get a Kanye time out, well you can't speak to me or you can't you tell me nothing because you don't make more money than me. Like or you don't make you know so. I, I definitely feel like that's the new because you remember when you joined on somebody and, they, and then that's when you knew it's like oh, I got them they be like you can't whoop me though that's the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the cop out like so people with money yeah. now I feel like they do that be like oh this and that like, yeah but he broke and that just shuts 
everything down. It's like, yeah, it, and then it's though. like, yeah, it really do. And it's like, well, I'm not broke. Nigga I don't have it. That, like, if, you, if nigga hit you with that, you broke. Then that, yeah, right there in that moment of conversation, you had something gonna have to happen, bro. That's that's what I, yeah, literally me and my brother was about to fight because he was. I told you when I was in the IHOP and we was working together, he said something to me, and that's why I took it. I took it straight. You, you called him broke. <laughs> Both of y'all working in the wild. <laughs> right, right, working at work IHOP, dude. Like, I, you know, but he was living with me, so I had to. I had to. I had the advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nigga sleeping Boy. on your couch trying to argue with you. Man, ain't no, ain't no way in the world. Um, um yeah. I but, mean, you might be right on it. You might be right now that you mentioned that when the nigga say you broke, it might shut down all. I don't know. Yeah, because if you join on somebody back in the day and they say you can't whoop me. And they might really look like they can get you. You it shuts it down. <laughs> you be like ah or they yeah, you. or they, they whoop you. Or that's normally where you shut the jokes off. That's what I'm saying. You be like ah yeah, he might low key, he might get me. Like so, I, I'm gonna go and shut it down here. Like oh, well, I'm gonna join him again another time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but here's another question I want to ask about it, and maybe I could be wrong, but does it feel like every race? And I mean in mass, maybe it's just the uh, coverage, but does it seem like every race but black people know how to move humble with the money? Nah, I just think that we are more intertwined in our culture, so we see it more. Like we pay attention. So it's to the coverage more. Yeah, like well, even like we know you're black, so you pay attention to people uh-huh. that look like you more. But I just seen some some some. Middle Eastern, Saudi Arabian, like mm-hmm. Indian, like they gets down. Yeah, they splurge, splurge, absolutely, wow. absolutely. They I can't splurge. even, especially when they well off. When they well off, man, they get to it. Now I ain't talking about the ones over here penny pitching with coupons and shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about them. I'm, I'm talking. I've seen some well off Indians, and they like it's like a nigga, like you saying, like same things, fast cars, the shirts, the shoes, the clothes, like all of that shit. Yeah. I just seen well to do Indians in tech or just do different shit around here where they like, mm-hmm. yeah, like they do the same thing. Same thing with Mexicans. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. feel like the blacks are the only culture. And even now, so you got white influences that you see on YouTube and shit that are mm-hmm. doing that stuff now that is flashy. They probably all got it from us, yeah. But I think that you know so, everybody's got that flashy. So let me let me. So okay, I like that. So then let me ask you this, right? So let's say Spike, you getting that bag, you getting that one eighty, right? Mm-hmm. Or you you're getting like some real money. Like, let's just say Barstool, putting some stuff out here. Let's just say right. Barstool approached us, right? And he's like, okay, look, this is what we're doing. And like now you're like, hey, you're able to lead a job. You're you're done. You this is full time, and you're putting out. They say, hey, you guys, we want three episodes a week two of them and one on the patreon wall they're laying the whole thing out and we're like okay we can agree with that dude you good with that spot i'm good with it mm-hmm. now you're getting money mm-hmm. first off are you going to have any level of flashiness more so than i already have you think you're, fla- like you think pretty- you're flashy now uh not flashy but i i i mean it, I there's a certain this. people call me bougie like people have I've been known to. Be I can see that. Yeah, you got because so it's not people, flashy. Like, so what? Okay, wait. What makes you bougie now? Let, let me hear this first. I look at quality. Like I, ain't, I don't like Standards. lower tier places. <laughs> yeah, I don't like lower tier places. Like, I don't really eat a lot of different foods so that. But I don't like being in low class shit. 
like being in low oh, class places, gosh, wearing oh. low class clothes. Like yeah. I just hate that shit that make you feel uncomfortable. Like man, I, uh-huh. I I used to do this shit when I was twenty, bro. I didn't work too goddamn hard to still be in somewhere man. like this. Look like that's how I yeah. feel about certain stuff. So some people would say that that's bougie, but I just call it growth. Well, okay. Well, it, when we do have the opportunity to hang, you can you can set it all the way up because I don't want to be below your standards, brother. Because I, I I'm cheap and you ain't, so <laughs> that's gonna. Nah, <laughs> you don't want. I like playing. to enjoy myself. You, know, yeah. you you fucking around. You playing some fast food, Chipotle? Nah, I wouldn't do nothing like that. You know, I, I wouldn't do that like that. Like especially, I got this intel. Like I'd be like, okay, yeah. how can I meet in the middle? I can make a dope experience. However, let's have some quality here. I would try to. Now that I had the intel. And, and don't get it twisted though too like it can be quality shit in like mm-hmm. hood places and shit like and yeah. i don't want motherfucker to think that like i'm i come from that so i'm not excluding myself from it mm-hmm. it's just some shit i will not accept nowadays okay so I'm what what did you used to accept that you don't accept now as far as quality or the paying for this versus i'll pay for this now convenience like i don't it, I, anything mm-hmm. where i can cut time off of it like if i can okay. get it quicker if i can get through this line and not wait mm-hmm. if i can get this shit first and not have to be here when everybody else is here mm-hmm. if i can get this table faster by giving you a, a 50 dollars right here at the host stand anything mm-hmm. as far as convenience like mm-hmm. making it a little bit easier for me i'm a 100 willing more to pay for these days mm-hmm. what, what about what, you what i'm willing to pay for now that i used to not uh, when I grocery shop, like like brands, like I'm, I'm you don't I'm, get I'm, the off brand shit. Yeah, like yeah. that. That's like I can't certain, walk. In I, your certain things, I some things, American I value shit, man. Like I can't. <laughs> I can some things. Like look, he don't even know the name of the generics. Like he don't look at it. That's how bougie. He don't even know. You mean great value? I can't brother? do. You mean the I can't do brand? no generic condiments. Like no generic condiments, uh, cookies, you, sweets, yeah, none of that. shit Yo, you tripping, bro? Ketchup is ketchup. Mustard, nah, mustard it's not. Bro. Yes, see, it is, that bro. Is hell see, no. See, see, look, that's I need pines. I, I see need you, fridges. This guy's tripping. It's kosher you? if it's a pickle, nigga. I, I want Hold the on. name. Bricks V. When you hear this, because I know you're going to hear me. Tell my mans on IG I, or somewhere. He's tripping. Bro, you better not be sitting over there eating the goddamn Kroger brand Chip Ahoy ch- cookies and okay, shit like that. that but bro. you said your daughter the real. <laughs> Buy your daughter the real cookies, nigga. Don't do her like that. You said kind of slow down. <laughs> what t- kind of cookies you buy? What kind of snacks and cookies you get? I'm not really a dessert person, so but your daughter eats snacks. What kind of snacks you okay, buy? Fr- Don't tell me fr- you out there fr- getting snacks. the off the off brand Capri Sun yeah. the straw nah, break when you put it nah, in. There. It, it all it really always depends. You know what I'm saying? It really always what's depends. on sale. Well, no, it, it, well, because you you'll you'll test the you'll test the waters and try it out, and then and you'll notice if she don't like it. Okay, cool. We just gotta get the legit. Like, but you gotta try it out because sometimes, because see, again, there's that thing in me where there's all I'm always the the looking at the underdog in everything. So I think that's kind of the yeah. so I'm always looking like there's an opportunity something can it could blow my mind right here, and this could be a dope pickup. It's always that possibility, and I'm willing to take that risk. That's always me with my purchase. However, I would condiments. It's not ketchup. Food. I can't believe this dude no. said ketchup, bro. That's that shit crazy. tastes different. You know it, dude. You know nah, it tastes bro. Boy, have you not ever ate the regular, the real shit, the Heinz, the real? I could, <laughs> I could tell. I know what. Like, if you say chips, I'm with you. If you say okay. sweets, I'm with you. If okay. you say ice creams, I'm juice? with you. Juice, I'm with you. You know, 
But when you just say we talking about condiments, mustard, like, ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard and ketchup, now sriracha, all that shit. Nah, now mustard and ketchup, brand. those are the only. If nothing else, mustard and ketchup are the same, bro. Mayonnaise different, sriracha, ranch, all that. I agree. What but, about hot sauce? You can tell some difference. You, yeah, you can tell the difference. Now you, you can tell now you got to buy Louisiana or Crystal or something like that. You, you know, to be honest, it don't even matter the brand. It, it matters the direction they go with the, the, the flavor. Because some go spicy, some go vinegary. So for me, it's not so much the brand. It's more of the flavor profile. The where flavor they going? Okay. Yeah, where they going with it? But I, ain't mad with that. <laughs> but, I can't believe you're cheating your daughter out of good kind of this guy. Like, hey, Christ, this is man. this is why I love the show, man. <laughs> this this is why it's so fire, man. But la- la- my last question before we get into the homework, brother, is mm-hmm. what is your, well, hopefully it's not still convenience, but like at this moment in time, what's yep. your favorite thing to spend money on? Like what makes you feel good when you spend it? You may not do it often or you may do it often, but when you do this, this makes you, it triggers something right to the brain. I feel good when I, when I pay for this. Mm. There's an answer that I want to be completely irresponsible and say we Maryland. I love <laughs> like <laughs> I love new strands new kinds edibles yeah. when I travel and go places and you can just that, I can just go to the dispensary and you can be like give me that one give me that one yeah, give me that like one time me and my home went, went to LA it, was, it might have been I don't know I don't think it was our first time out there we bought a gram of each kind of weed There's about 25 different flavors And you could buy like a zip So you could buy up to like 28 So we just bought One of each Just give us one of every flavor That you wow. got in And we just smoked a bunch of each of it But that That is definitely it But more mainstream I, I, I just got a lot of questions it. about this But I, I want to wait till we Maybe we'll do a weed episode Have a drugs episode <laughs> Yeah de- but definitely drugs episode Definitely could do a drugs yeah, I got episode some, I got some tweaking stories for y'all For sure Okay but yeah, but yeah, that, that like high quality, good, uh, good week because and and clothes and shoes, like yeah. I like nice. Like my mom instilled that in me early because I told you she worked at a department store. So mm-hmm. however she was getting that shit, I don't know. You still, salary, you still, but. do you buy clothes and shoes frequently? Like what's how often do you buy that for yourself? Like would you say like every check once a month? Whenever I see something I like. Well, I don't really do it to, if I got a goal. I'm saving towards something like I'm trying to get yeah. something big with. When yeah. something come out that I like, I get it though. Mm. As I'm looking over my shoe wall now, I okay. see a lot of shit over there. Yeah, but something come out I like, I get it. I like, and that's part of being an adult. That's one of the things, you know. Mm-hmm. Though I was a kind of a spoiled child, there was a time that shit came out that I couldn't get. It. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mom was in between a job, or maybe just couldn't get it this time. I missed it, missed the release because I was at school, mm-hmm. and my mom wasn't the type to let me miss school to get the shoes. So there, there with some shoes come out that I missed. When I was younger, that I, they mean something to me that I missed. I couldn't get them when I was young. Those, one hundred percent stuff that I couldn't buy when I have oh, okay. money. Like, well, wasn't as established as I was. Oh, because like, like a sentimental value. It's like, yeah, I got these. I didn't, you know. Okay, not, but it, it, when it's come to stuff like, on the other hand of it though, people. <laughs> so like video games, like the PlayStation, and this is more so a moral thing than anything else. Like, uh. The PlayStation Five. They get, people have been pressuring me to get it because we play in this Madden league. And um, I can't believe I, you play I, video games. Absolutely, sports. I can't believe that. That's crazy yeah, to me. One hundred percent. You don't seem like you relaxing. had that kind of downtime, like ever. Like you seem like you always on to the next thing. I it can, is like 
that's that's to re- flat out relax okay like, just like if i want to listen to an album and not be doing nothing it's like i'm relaxing so let okay. me like yeah relaxing so with that being said they've been trying to get me to get the playstation but i'm refusing because they still are aftermarket price and you can't mm. get them out of the stores so mm. like it's like 500 i'm like nope <laughs> when it's 399 and i can go buy it out of the store i'll buy it and people call me cheap for that so Stuff like that. <laughs> That's I seen a meme my sister sent me. She's like, when you're when you're when you're on Amazon and you're you're, you're the price for all your stuff is like two hundred forty seven dollars, but the shipping is six dollars. You're like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> like, nah, I'm I ain't out. getting. I pay for that shit. <laughs> I'm like that. that. That's I'm I'm like that. I'm like, nah, they gonna charge me this? This used to be free, Bruh, like, Yeah, I can see that too. But just to wrap it, man. What about you? What do you spend? Like, what's for you? I mean, I, I don't. The craziest thing, I don't really spend. I don't spend a lot like that. Like, I, I get the necessities in life, but when I do have the chance to buy clothing, like that, I really love that because I'm, I'm a person. I ain't waiting. I'm getting right to it. Like, I'm going. Where are we going? All right, cool. We just going over here. I throw it, I'm throwing it on. Where you going? To, I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm going to some work. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I love. I don't hold back on the clothing. Like when I get yeah. clothing, I wear it like as soon as I see a window, I'm wearing it. I don't be like, oh, wait for this occasion. I'm gonna throw it. I'm getting right to it. Cause I don't buy it and I don't buy it often enough. So but now recently I've kind of been liking, I ain't gonna say liking, but I've grown now in this space where I've been buying certain programs. And it's been hard for me because I really don't like spending money on programs at all. Like if for I can find programs? A, yeah, like if I can find a backdoor channel. I'm taking it, but I, some stuff I couldn't get. That's around. another thing. That's a good point. That's another yeah. thing that I would spend money on. I hate mm-hmm. when people try to fucking figure stuff out. Well, yeah. I know a back turn and it takes yeah. like five hours yeah. when I could have just bought this shit for $14.99 and we would have been done with this. That is yeah. another thing I would pay for. Like, well, I spoke about that convenience. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's a program, just buy the program, bro. Just buy it. We, we ain't got to worry yeah. about all the others. Yeah. Viruses on your computer for well, you downloading. Make- like, yeah, well, you know, it make it harder because sometimes they'll get you with the the annual be like two hundred something, yeah, but then they yeah, say the, the the payments be fourteen ninety nine. So you like, man, do I really right now? Though. Yeah, I mean, it's like, do I really <laughs> want to lock into this extra? You know, but, but yeah, but that that is that has been our you know money conversation. I think that we've truly exhausted uh, all of the aspects of it. But if if we haven't, man, y'all can hit us awitb twenty twenty two at gmail dot com, man straight up absolutely man homework mold your yeah. honor tv series the new mm-hmm. one actually dropped mm-hmm. sunday were you able to catch up did you see a preview at least think you mm-hmm. might like the show what you so think? buzzer beater i watched this i was waiting on my wife to pick me up from work today nice normally i drive but she she had to whip so i got it. i said man i gotta get to this because i hate coming to the show not actually even seeing anything i watched the show the, I just jumped right to the season, season two, the very first episode. Oh man, no! Yeah, I watched no. the clip. I, I watched the clip. They filmed me, and I was pretty. I, I I was far enough along mm. to know, like I knew everything. Like as far as only thing I didn't you knew know the little was, boy and what happened with the son and all that. No, nah, I didn't know that. You seen that? I didn't. That's the only part that was like, oh. And then I was just like, whatever. I was just like, if whatever. Not, you you should at least just watch that first episode of season one. And you could have jumped it too. No, no, I no, I, li- I I told you I watched the show. I watched it probably like oh, okay. episode gotcha, gotcha, five, gotcha. but then it just got too rough. Got it. Okay. I yeah. thought you said you missed it. Yeah. So okay, I, gotcha, yeah, so okay. that's why I said I was caught up for the most part, but then I didn't finish it and I was just like, I'm just gonna jump to season two and I'm gonna watch the clips from the season before, then everything I remember with the exception of the big finale cliffhanger of the sun, you know. And so watching it 
I gotta say the show is again it's it's great quality. Uh yeah. Great acting, great quality, very immersive. You get into it. However, it's too dark, bro. Mm. It is way too dark for me. Cause it, the, one of the issues is it's so realistic. It's one of the issues. And I know that's a, a crazy knock to say this show is too realistic, but it's so realistic to me. That's one. And and how dark it was. It's just it's just very dark with no kind of lighting to it. I know we'd be like, well, Sopranos is dark. They was doing, but there's there's light hearted moments, but. It's just too dark for me to continue. Like it's it's really good as far as script goes, but it's so moody. It's a mood that I got. You might be. not like my homework for this week, man. You <laughs> but it's so it's, me and tell me throughout the weeks, man. I ain't gonna be able to do this. I'll check it out. Like you know me, I'm check it out. I you know, but you never know. Uh, but but so it's just a moody thing for me. It's a really quality sense. show, and I really like him as an actor as the lead, uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, but it's just that's it. It's just kind of too dark. Where well, I know when I leave this, I'm gonna be in a sulky mood afterwards. You know, what I mean, I have to really gotcha. decompress after that. So, but yeah, if y'all into that type of stuff, that type of you know, go check out Your Honor, man. What about you? The Dion GQ Best Look series was fire. I was here for that yeah. type of content. Yeah, oh I my like god, Dion's I swear way. you was gonna be like, what is this, bro? No, no, I like Dion though. I'm a Dion fan. I think he got a bad rap with the whole school mm-hmm. switch and stuff. So I was defending him a lot on the Dead End Sports Show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like Dion. I, I was into this. I know when he was even talking about on other interviews why he started wearing the gold chains and the glasses and rocking the curl. He was like, from day one, this is part. This is prime time, baby. Yeah. I'm selling tickets. So yeah, I like this. This gave great in depth on it. I like he was talking about the chains and stuff. So yeah. absolutely. Hey, I, even I that little brand he had, the little prime guy, like you was talking absolutely. about that, like early in the game, like. I don't know. Man. I it, just, it makes sense. It makes sense for yeah. Dion. I'm a I'm a fan of Deion Sanders. I think yeah. he's doing a great job. A lot of people may disagree with that though, but I, I'm a fan of Deion. Yeah. And even he's showing you how to age in success. I feel like really, yeah, old. like be like older and like just and still, still be, be fly, cool, but yeah, still not exactly. try too hard. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love seeing black men age in success. That's an underrated su- thing. Successfully, facts, one hundred percent, man. It was a yeah. nigga just on the same page with that. It was a nigga that LeBron was playing against this week. Um, against the Rockets and the dude they had the clip of LeBron he told LeBron he said man you know your first game that you played in the NBA was against my dad nigga and here you are playing against me LeBron said god damn he said man why you do that to me bro and, and went out and hit he went out and hit 38 9 and 8 the same oh, <laughs> tell man. your daddy Who? that nigga <laughs> remind uh, me I, I can't remember who the, I don't know who the kid was man but his dad played for Sacramento Mm-hmm. And it was LeBron's first game. I can't remember the nigga was it Doug name. Doug Christie? Nah, cause I don't think Doug Christie got no kid. It's uh, uh was he with Weber and them? Was there an Green? Era? It's Gerald Green. I believe it was Gerald, oh, Gerald Green. Green. Oh, yeah, I believe you know remember Gerald Green. I think it was his son, if I'm not mistaken, cause the nigga last name was Green. Hmm. But yeah, he's like you played against my dad the first game, LeBron. Like damn, so that was pretty special. That's dope. But yeah. Man. X, that's black excellence still black doing this thing yeah. at that age it's made me think of that what you were saying my homework for you this week of course you too deep for your emotional based off what you just said I totally understand but I found this shit fucking fascinating hmm. um, as far as the performance now it's gonna sound like you just explained everything that you didn't like but what stuck out to me was this dude's performance and playing this role man I I I was it was probably the best performance on TV that I seen 
of 2022 and i just watched this i was sleep on this i saw him winning an award for the performance i'm like let me go check this out because mm -hmm. i wasn't there. i watched like 30 minutes of the first episode and wasn't able to get into it because that guy's character hadn't popped up yet mm -hmm. but i stuck with it this time the series is called blackbird on disney excuse me on apple plus if you have that or wherever you would find it but man this guy played a serial killer named larry something and it ain't a dark jeffrey dahmer type it ain't that type of shit because i never even watched the dahmer yeah, what caught my attention to it was this guy got arrested for selling drugs and the guy had such a good personality that they tried they convinced him to get the serial killer to confess to him in jail and it's supposedly based off a true story and it was the serial the dude that played larry whatever the guy name was man that shit was fucking exceptional it was a really good acting performance so just from the sense of being a fan of performances and stuff like that i think mm -hmm. you should check it out it's called blackbird mm -hmm. on apple tv that shit was amazing yeah throw that throw that if you don't mind throwing that you can throw that in the notes i got i, I keep a screenshot here but throw that in the, at the very very bottom uh see but contrary to all of that i watched uh well i, I was at base motel is not a really good that's not a good gauge but that i watched dark for me that was really dark yeah so i said that's not a good gauge, but i was different then but uh dexter uh dexter had some of those things but it still had a balance to it because he was a serial killer like you know what i mean but he had a cold it was a lot of variables to it but all right blackbird it is i definitely checked this Man, out i think you'll like the main character but the guy that plays the serial killer bro that nigga did an amazing fucking job dog i like you would have thought that he was the dude in real life like this nigga body <laughs> that jeez See, that's how i felt about and i ain't watched dharma but so i don't know how no, weird they said that guy did that. a good job too yeah i ain't, ain't want to see that but this one right here was fire yeah, well, uh, that's how I felt about Malcolm X on uh, Godfather Harlem. The guy yeah, that played similar him, to that, that did something like that. That Bro. nigga was just the yeah, something like that, one hundred percent. My homework for you this week, Spike, is Cy I Read a Kid. I know Animal Brown champions him as well. This album his came boy. out actually last year. You said this your boy? That's his boy. Ah man, like I was on him. Sorry, drop. I was early and on then him. Big Joe. I was early on him and uh, I kind of just fell off for a while. I think when he went kind of on the like little R&B-ish tip with it, I wasn't ready because he rapped so hard. I was like, this is way too different. But I've kind of found my way back a little bit. So he got an album that came out last year called The Shadow in the Shade 2. Bro, this is it's and it's it's a fairly lengthy album, but he's rapping over samples the entire time. And boy. He got he got a couple joints where he rapping over some Griselda sounding beats. Mm -hmm. Ooh, bro! I said this. I, if Spike don't like this, I'm be. I can't wait to hear why because this <laughs> is fire. Like he, we know he rap rap, but man, this dude he start he was cooking. Like I'm making the constipated face at work, dude. Like <laughs> straight up looking crazy. Like, like what's, looking what's at me crazy. Doing? Like my my bop at my desk is getting stronger. I'm like, yo, this is crazy dog. security on you oh everything <laughs> he's like all right let's get this get this nigga out of here but uh yeah so siri uh the shadow in the shade too shadow in the shade too i'm gonna hit play on that now oh, guys this has been another week in the books awitb 2022 at gmail leave your thoughts to the show go rate subscribe like the show help us grow this thing out we appreciate you tapping in each week to these elevated conversations that need to be had mo tell them where they can find you and take us out 
Yes, sir. Y'all can find me on Instagram uh, at the underscore conceptual underscore Maurice Hunt three. Um, but you can find our IG page another week in the books on Instagram all together. Y'all check out that new cover art. You know, uh, I'm trying to create more funny things within there so y'all just keep keep an eye on that i think i got some more concepts spike has gave me great material this episode uh and if you haven't already go check out our other podcast a tv review podcast good earners reviewing the sopranos it's a great show we're doing some things over there and y'all can follow that page for funny memes as well as good earner pod underscore sopranos that is us like like spike said subscribe all that good stuff man facts we out bye from gabby to tell them bye gabby ain't gonna bark <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we out of here. Yes, sir.